0: Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Basar Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Thank you. Well, just stay standing for a minute because the Spirit of God's here. And in a conference like this, I can't not pray for some people before we minister. And uh, I'd like to pray for Sandra. Sandra Key, can you just come forward for a minute? Sandra's a chaplain at the St. Stephen's Hospital and also at the... uh, Fraser Shores Retirement villages, And as we were worshiping, the Lord said, I hear Sandra's cry saying, where are all the helpers? This is what I heard the Spirit of God say. Where are all the helpers? But the Spirit of God says, I'm going to raise up an army, a team that's going to fill the ranks and reach all those precious people who come through your hospital that are in all of those units, all across the hundreds of people that needs someone to visit and care. And the Lord's saying he's going to raise up the team. And you're not going to be left praying all the time. Where are they? They're going to be coming and saying, Lord, teach me how to train them all. And the Lord's your heart and your hands, all that you need. You don't need extra. It's already in your spirit. And as you train them and love them, equip them quickly, they're going to be effective and they're going to go out and carry this beautiful presence of Jesus into their hearts. Just reach out and pray. Lord, we just pray right now. Lord touch Sandra right now Holy Ghost Lord just pour in your fresh oil over her soul Lord refresh her vision not be weary in well doing but I pray tonight Lord just empower her afresh Lord I thank you for this word of encouragement and hope Lord that she would overflow with your anointing and Lord people would come from the right and the left Lord people would be drawn to help and serve and she'll be able to discern where they fit best the leadership gift upon you will help you to discern the gifts and the fruit of their lives and you'll be able to really Them quickly into the harvest field. Oh, I thank you for that in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, thank you for it, Lord. Oh, thank you for refreshing her right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, we thank you for it, Lord. Oh, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Oh, the harvest, the harvest, lives being healed and restored, and the supernatural of God will increase in your ministry. The supernatural works of the Spirit will increase. Because you have said, I will be a bridge of love to them, and that will be the bridge of love, will be the bridge for the supernatural of God, to, of loneliness and discouragement. I see that bridge carrying the supernatural of God. Oh, Lord, let it be. Let it be by your Spirit. Oh, Lord, lift off any sense of weariness or heaviness in Jesus' name. Oh, I thank you for it, Lord. Oh, Lord, you're so good. Rachel, your turn. <laughs> Rachel's um, part of our youth leadership team here and Trevor running our youth. and, And this is the word I compassion. God's just, compassion oozes out of you. And God's given you a gift that people just start opening their life to you very quickly because they feel safe. And it's a precious gift. But he's also teaching you how to have a, not only a soft heart, but a strong heart. Because at times you get overwhelmed by the needs. You just want to help everyone. But then you get worn out. And the Lord says, I'm going to teach carrier of compassion to have a soft but a strong heart. And you will not be overwhelmed. And that love of God, once again, is the bridge for the supernatural, the spirit, to reach their hearts. And at times you say, I want to move in the spirit, but I'm just a bit cautious or nervous. The Lord's going to quickly teach you how to move in the realm of the Holy Spirit with gifts, with supernatural power, with freedom and authority, a foreign language to you, it's going to become your natural language. The language of the Spirit. He's teaching you in the school of the Spirit and it's going to become natural for you. It won't be sort of, oh, I'm trying to learn something new. It's gonna second nature to you to it. How good's that? Or just touch it with your presence. Oh Lord, let this be so beautiful. So powerful, Lord. Just overflow with your compassion and grace, your anointing and power. Oh, I thank you for it, Lord. Releasing her tonight, Lord. Releasing her to move in the realm of your Holy Ghost. Lord, without hindrance, without limitation. I thank you for lifting off the the ceilings and the limitations right now in Jesus' name. I release a freedom and an open heaven over your life in Jesus' mighty name. Wow, 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 wow. Fill her and overflow her wow these four ladies in this second row can i just pray a prayer of blessing on you guys just come just come out I don't want to embarrass you but i just want to pray for you as we worship i just looked over and saw you guys and i thought i want to pray blessing on you come in the middle here just come in the middle wow look at these four amazing ladies you just keep smiling all the time what are you so happy about eh? you're free that's awesome wow wow you're free. And God says, You're going to be even more freer. Give me a hand. God says, I'm going to lead you into greater freedom, and it's going to be contagious. The freedom you have is going to overflow and grab others and help draw them out of darkness into freedom. It's going to overflow. Lord, just let that be. Let it be. Holy Ghost, let it be over her soul. Lord, I pray that her spirit would be so free, it will be contagious. And there have been times where triggers have come to try and steal your freedom and your joy. And the Lord says, I know, I see where they come from, but He's cutting them off. He's removing them so that you can truly run with freedom every day for the rest of your days, because surely His goodness is running after you as you run after Him. As you run after Him, His goodness is running after you, and you're in a win-win situation. I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for this beautiful young lady. Lord, she has joy. If a friend has freedom, she has joy. Joy, joy. Oh God. Lord, you've replaced sadness with joy, you've replaced depression with a, a, a robe of joy. And I see the Lord just filling you with such joy that you will dance around that lounge room. joy. You enjoy. And a few years ago, you would have thought that is impossible. That is impossible. But the Spirit of God says, I've released joy upon you and I've released such an overflow of your spirit because He's truly lifted off every burden. He's cut away the shame. He's taken away the ropes that have tied your soul up and your mind is free to dance before Him. Oh, you dance with joy before Him. And that's the freedom of Jesus Christ. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. What's your name? Melissa, the Lord says you don't have to do it on your own anymore. He's your best friend. You've had times in your life where you've just felt, I'm so alone. I don't know how to do this. You've reached out for people and sometimes they've let you down and ripped you off but the spirit of God says you'll never be alone again because I'm your best friend now and he's going to teach you how to trust him and how to be discerning about people so that you won't be full but you'll learn how to trust properly and to walk in truth and freedom and the Holy Spirit is just surrounding your heart he's healing the pain of your heart I've felt the pain of your heart At times it's crushed you, but the Spirit of God says, I heal the brokenhearted, and i am set the captives free. And you're on this journey of freedom, and it's almost like you've only just started a few steps, but I see down the track further, and he looks down the track further and sees you walking and then running with freedom, not diverted, not distracted, not consumed by other things, but running the race that God always destined for you, but it felt like it was cut off and blocked. But now you're on the pathway of freedom. Keep lifting up your eyes and I see you running the path. Lord, let this be. Let it be. Lord, seal the heart. Lord, let her just feel this beautiful safety. Let her feel safe in your presence. Lord, let her feel safe, uh, surrounded by you. Not afraid, not in danger, but safe. I thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Wow. Lord, just thank you for that. Thank you for that. Just let it touch your heart right now. Marilyn, just come and just give this beautiful woman a hug because she just needs to know that she's safe. God loves you so much. You just refuse to give up. You could have given up many times in life and a lot of people have given up on you, but Jesus has never given up and you've chosen not to give up. And tonight... He loves you. He wants to tell you he loves you very much. And that shame and depression is coming off your soul. He's releasing you from other people's expectations and demands that have tried to control your life. Tonight, I release you from that control of others. I break that spirit of control over your mind and your heart and I release you to freedom. I release you to be able to give and receive love without strings attached. And the Lord's going to teach you and show you what unconditional love really looks like because your heart has cried out for that. But tonight, tonight He wants to love. And what He started, He will finish. Don't step back. You don't give up. You just keep on walking. No matter how hard it is, don't give up because He won't give up on you. And His love's going to run after you. It's going to run after you. And He loves you and He puts His arms around you tonight and say, you can make it. You can do it. You can do it with my help. In Jesus' name. Let's give Him praise tonight. That is so beautiful. So beautiful. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, you can go back to your seats if you can make it there. But two or three o'clock in the morning, either with nightmares or with anxiety about what's happening in your life or what you're afraid is going to happen. I just saw the Spirit of God say, sleep is my gift, and I'm going to come and release you. Let's just close our eyes for a moment, right across this place. If that word speaks for you, either you have you have regular nightmares or tormented and broken sleep, or you wake up, with anxiety and stress and regularly in the middle of the night. If that's you, just lift your hands to heaven. We're just going to close our eyes. We're not going to embarrass you. And I'm not going to get you out the front. I just want you to right now to identify with that. This is not any sense of failure. It could be for health reasons. It could be for overload at work. It could be schemes of the enemy trying to torment you. It could be coming out of a painful lifestyle withdrawal process that god's going to bring you through i want you to reach up to heaven right now and just receive and say jesus i receive your peace he says my peace is a gift i receive your peace lord i just pray right now for laying off that burden for some because it's physical um, issues and they wake up in pain lord i just pray for your healing power right now lord touch those legs i pray you touch that back Lord, that person who wakes up with a really sore, crinked neck regularly, I just pray, Jesus, touch it right now and put it into order. Of torment from the schemes of the enemy. Jesus' name, I say you have no right to torment these people of God. Take authority over you lying spirits right now in Jesus' name. And I release freedom over their minds and their hearts right now that they will sleep the rest that you give your people. And we receive that right now in Jesus' name. Anxiety, you don't rule us. The spirit of peace covers us. I pray that now in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray right now that you would minister your word into our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus. Everyone said? Amen. Let's take our seats. Like I said today to some of the pastors, we got new seats a few months ago. One of our lovely guys said, I don't know why you got such good seats because you never sit in them. You're always standing. Ah, <laughs> oh, God is so good. This afternoon we shared about the whole... I want to share a message tonight. I shared a little bit last Sunday at church, but I want to expound it. And that's the power of honour. The power of honour, because it is honour, God and people... And the power of dishonor to steal from people's lives. Honor, what's it mean? It means to esteem to the highest level, to add weight to. The more you place value on something, the more weight it has in your life. And uh, we're reminded of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed is a word of honor. Hallowed. High and lifted up. Honored. Honored above everything else. Hallowed be your name. That's one of the words that we use to honour our Heavenly Father. Romans 12.10 says, Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. That's a great verse, isn't it? The Passion Version says, To be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of our family. Try to outdo yourselves in trying to outdo i'm gonna i'm gonna find a way to outdo honoring the people in my circle in my church in my world it says be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family i don't think there's enough kindness in this world we need a lot more kindness and i reckon we start in the church and in the family of god let's be givers of kindness What did uh, Paul write in Corinthians? Love is patient, love is kind. I think we need a lot more kindness in our world. We need it in the roads when we drive. a big queue. We need it in our cafes when there's a line up out the door. We need patience and kindness. But let's honour one another. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honour. How do we honour? We honour by our words, our attitudes and our actions. Words, attitudes, and actions. I want to start with honoring the Holy Spirit. There's a Holy Spirit encounter, and sometimes we just don't honor the Holy Spirit because we're just not sure what He's doing. We don't know Him well enough to make space for Him in our lives. We don't know how to listen to His voice. Have you learnt how the Holy Spirit speaks to you? Is it a still small voice? For me, it's often a flow of spontaneous thoughts that I know can't be me because I'm just not smart enough to think them. Or it's totally out of left field and I know that's God. Like tonight, God just drew me to different people. And as soon as I do, I say, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say? And a flow of thoughts comes. Sure, I see in my um, mind's eye or my spirit. Sometimes I actually see a word over people's heads. That's that's exciting when that happens. Doesn't happen very often, but every now and then I look out and all of a sudden I see words over people's heads. And God's just speaking. Sometimes it'll be a scripture will come alive and then I realize who it's for. And so many ways, the Holy Spirit will just speak to you. That's one of the first things you need to do when you're a new believer is to learn how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and know what's the Holy Spirit and what's your just own your crazy thoughts. Took me a year or two to work out what was the Holy Spirit and what was my own thinking. Even as adults and even as pastors sometimes, we still... Miss some of the nudges of the Spirit because we think it's just our own thoughts. What's the worst thing that can happen? Especially if saying, be kind to someone, you can't can't fail on that. Go and offer to pray for someone, you can't fail on that. You know, Give them 50 bucks, you can't fail on that. So most times if you think it's the Holy Spirit, I've found 99% of the time it is. And he just wants us to act on it, to express it a word of encouragement. I just want to encourage you, let's honour the Holy Spirit. We honour Him in our meetings by making space and room for Him. We honour Him in our own personal lives by hearing His voice and obeying. We honour Him when He gives us revelation or understanding from the Scriptures. We do it and obey it. I was fascinated a week or two ago, I was praying about this and I started to realise that the, the Godhead, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, honor each one another in the Godhead and the God God himself has revealed how honor works. Jesus when he came and walked on the earth he always honored the Father. He said I only do what the Father shows me. I only do what the Father tells me to do and then when he's about to leave he says I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you and he says the Holy Spirit will reveal everything I've taught you and the Holy Spirit will point people to jesus that's why a lot of people miss the holy spirit's direction because he never points to himself he's always pointing to jesus or the father or he's helping you walk in power and in freedom so a lot of people miss him because he's not pointing to himself most of the time and so in the godhead we've got the father the son and the holy spirit and they honor one another and that's the example of how we honor one another and how we honor the body of Christ. A lot of people don't honour the church like they should. If we did, we wouldn't talk about Christians the way we do. Because what did Jesus say when the Apostle Paul saw, he was a terrorist, throwing Christians in prison, thought he was doing God's work until he got knocked off his horse by a lightning bolt from heaven. And then Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He didn't say why you're persecuting the Christians. He says, why do you persecute me? So the body of Christ, honor Jesus and we honor the body. We can't talk badly against others. If you do, you're dishonoring Jesus. Doesn't mean you don't address issues. And I'm not talking about avoiding all the elephants in the room and if there's if there's wrong behavior there's ways and you deal to speak the truth in love but so often we allow gossip and criticism and negativity to dishonor people and we're dishonoring Jesus and tearing the body and then we wonder why the Holy Spirit doesn't flow he says well I'm not sure if I'm welcome here by the way you treat one another, because you haven't learned to honor You've allowed a culture of dishonour to come and his spirit is striving to bring about what is in the Godhead. You ever got some chapters in the Bible you just sort of skip over and don't read real quickly? You don't even read them. One of them is Acts chapter 5. I love reading Acts chapter 1, 2, 3 and 4. Wow, awesome stuff. You get to Acts 5 and think, hold on, what's that doing there? Acts chapter 5 verse 1. Great revival happening. Now a man named Ananias and his wife Sapphira likewise sold their farm. They're all getting generous and giving and sharing seeds. So when Ananias brought the money to the apostles, it was only a portion of the entire sale. God revealed their secret to Peter. So he said to them, Ananias, why did you let Satan fill your heart and make you think you could lie to the Holy Spirit? You only pretended to give it all yet you hid back part of the proceeds from the sale of your property to keep for yourselves. Before you sold it, wasn't it yours to sell or to keep? And after you sold it, wasn't the money entirely at your disposal? How could you plot such a thing in your heart? You haven't lied to people, you've lied to God. The moment... Oh, I'm glad this doesn't happen every Sunday in church. Wow. Everyone was terrified when they heard what had happened. You can imagine the media getting a hold of that story. Whoa, how do you explain that one? There, Three hours later, it's then some young men came in and covered, removed the body and buried him. Three hours later, his wife came in the room with no clue what had happened to her husband. Then Peter said to her, Tell me, were the two of you paid this amount for the sale of your land? Sapphira so said, Yes, that's how much it was. Peter told her, why have you agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? I hear the footsteps of those who buried your husband at the door. They're coming here to bury you too. Well, that's not what you want to hear in church, eh? At that moment, she dropped dead at Peter's feet. When the young men came in, she was already dead. So they carried her out and buried her next to her husband. The entire church was seized with a powerful sense of the fear of God, which came over all who heard what happened. And then think, whoa, that's the end of that church. Too dangerous to go there. The next three or four verses said, Great crowds joined the church. No half hearted people joined. But great crowds came and got saved and transformed. Because there was an they learnt to honor and reverence the Holy Spirit and to honor and reverence one another. And the community said, Hey, I don't understand it all, but this is real. I'm in. That's powerful, eh? It's not the church I would choose. <laughs> but it was. some say, well, why would that happen when it doesn't happen every other time? It was because it was the beginning of the church and God had to make sure the foundations of the culture was right to move. So sometimes when God's doing something fresh in your church or your life, he will do cleaning of house and he will start to pinpoint sort it out because he wants to have a good foundation and a free flow for the future. So that's why sometimes God will come with a fine tooth comb when you've been able to get away with things before, but then the Holy Spirit says, uh, no more, no more, no, no playing with that, no no dabbling with that, because I want you to be as free as you can be to carry this wide river of the Spirit that's going to flow through your life and through your church. <laughs> let's honour the Holy Spirit, let's honour Him, and that's, that's probably an out there story, but We need to read those chapters because the Holy Spirit works in us. What about Ephesians 4.30? The Holy Spirit of God has sealed you in Jesus Christ until you experience full salvation. So never grieve the Spirit of God or take for granted His holy influence in your life. Well, grieving means we've just rejected Him or um, or taken the credit to ourselves when He had all to do with it. Both of them would grieve the Spirit. And we've probably all been guilty of those things. But it says, I love the translation, don't take for granted his holy influence in your life. Wow. This is a little bit sobering, but we need to honour the Holy Spirit. And one more while we're going, and then we can move on to some good news. 1 Thessalonians 5.19 says, never restrain or put out the fire of the Holy Spirit. And don't be one who scorns prophecies, but be faithful to examine them by putting them to the test and afterward hold tightly to what has proven to be right. The Amplified says, do not quench, subdue or be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. So this is where we learn to honour the Holy Spirit of God in our lives. And I've seen people treat the Holy Spirit's power flippantly, and my spirit cringes. People in churches and in families ignore or deny the clear leading of the spirit and quench him. And my spirit oh, grates inside and say, God, please forgive us from this and that. And I'm no super saint, but I've learned to be very aware in the spirit. And when I'm in a meeting. Mary Lynn and I are both very tuned in to the Spirit and we often pick up where it's going and we've had to learn not to take up offense but to pray for freedom and release. There's an implication in the context of verse 19 and 20 that we put out the Spirit's fire when we scorn prophecy. Wow. There is no place in Scripture and church history that indicates the gift of prophecy has ceased or disappeared. It's an active function of the Holy Spirit and the church around the world. We must not ignore, despise or scorn any true gift of the Holy Spirit. Putting out this fire of the Holy Spirit is connected to scorning the prophetic ministry because they're really clearly linked together in that passage. We need prophets and prophecy to keep the fire or inspiration of the Holy Spirit burning in our hearts. And I want to encourage you, if you have a stirring or prophetic gift in your life, just let it. ask God to use it prophecy almost always must be done in love to honor Jesus and love for the person not to prove how spiritual you are or how accurate or how strong you can speak it's to love God and love the person it must always build up basic principles you don't draw undue attention to yourself you're honoring Jesus and you're bringing blessing to the person and there are principles which we've taught on the last few years on prophecy But I want to remind you of those here don't scorn it make room for it and if you make room for it God will come and choose to touch you at the most amazing times several times I've been on holidays and God just gets me just two weeks ago we were in Launceston visiting a church there on holidays having a great time sit down for the the preaching God starts to download a prophetic word for the church I'm saying God I'm on holidays sorry you ever done that when you sort of, I'm, I'm, I'm checked out, it's my day off today Lord, I'm not really going to be doing that. But the Holy Spirit and I know know that I can't do that. So he, the sermon's going, I'm taking notes and at the bottom I'm typing out this whole prophetic word that kept growing the whole sermon. I'm thinking, God what am I going to do with this? I'm going to have to share it with the pastors and leaders. And because I knew the pastor, I at the end of the meeting I got up and said, I believe God's given me a word for the church and so I stood up and just shared it. And as I shared it, it was came stronger and more powerful. And then the pastor's wife came up to me after and said, that's my sermon for tomorrow. You've just prophesied my sermon for tomorrow morning. So she was pretty excited. Then another leader of the church came up crying and says, Have you? do you know anything about our church? She said, no, we've never been here. We we're on holidays. Never been to Tasmania. She then said, That's the last 20 years of our church you've just described. And she's crying her eyes out and said, What you said is where we're going for the future. And I thought, Thank you, Jesus, you are so amazing. I walked away just just so excited that I'd heard, that I'd shared it, but it blessed them. And then we walked out and went on the rest of our holiday. And God sometimes surprises you with that. And sometimes it's just a word, just a nudge, it's a scripture. But I want to encourage you, don't scorn it, but don't try and make anything happen. Because, Gotham, we just read Acts 5, so just remember Acts 5. <laughs> A healthy fear of God, nudge. that he's there. Another thing that we need to honour that has been undermined greatly in our society is the honour of marriage. Whoa hebrews 13 4 says marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure for god will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral we need to honor our spouses and honor our marriage vows. and that's not popular preaching but it's the truth in our media and society sadly it's just put aside and messed and trashed and dishonored but the bible says Honour. Wow. Some of you have been married and now you're widowed or um, broken relationships have happened. It, it, it says marriage should be honoured by all, even if you've been through a painful one or your family wasn't a healthy one. God can heal our hearts and the principle is to still honour marriage. 1 Peter 3, 7. Here's all the husbands. You're listening, guys. Husbands. You in turn must treat your wives with tenderness, viewing them as feminine partners who deserve to be honoured, for they are co-heirs with you of the divine grace of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Well, guys, there's a few ladies nudging here. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) Ladies, it's your turn in a minute. I've got a verse for you too, so it's okay. (laughs) but it says guys honor and treat your wives with the value the incredible esteem bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing something beautiful and special and obtains favor from the lord wow we've been married nearly 40 years and it's been an amazing adventure and at times we've had to work hard in communicating and honoring and forgiving but we've chosen always to do it. And there's a fruit that's come in our lives. There's a strength that comes that is a gift of God. You obtain favor of the Lord. It is so true. And so if you've been through a difficult marriage or been through divorce or been in broken families, the Bible says marriage is to be honored by all. Because if we don't honor marriage, you will probably won't honor other types of people as well. And we won't be honoring people in the body of Christ and the community like he's called us to. Because it's a covenant marriage, a relationship. Okay, ladies, I said I've got a verse for you. Let's see if I can find one for you. There must be one here somewhere. Here we are. Ephesians 5.33. So every married man... Oh, it starts with the men again. Every married man... Every married man should be gracious to his wife just as he is gracious to himself, and every wife should be tenderly devoted to her husband. Wow, there we go. The Amplified says, However, each man among you without exception is to love his wife as his very own self with behavior worthy of respect and esteem always seeking the best for her with an attitude of loving kindness. It sounds like the amplified, doesn't it? And the wife must see to it that she respects and delights in her husband, that she notices him and prefers him and treats him with loving concern, treasuring him, honoring and holding him dear. Wow. Where's the amen from the guys, Hey, eh? <laughs> The Bible's very clear. If we honour our spouse and marriage vows, and honour marriage, we are leaving doorways for the enemy to our households and our lives and our hearts. Wow. What about this one? Honour the Word of God. Acts 13.48 says, When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honoured the Word of the Lord, and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. Sometimes we treat the Bible with nowhere near the honor it should be his word is power it's inspired by the holy spirit so we're honoring the spirit when we honor the word jesus is the living word so when we honor the word we're honoring jesus wow it's to be honored highly it's god speaking to us many dishonor god's word today and wonder why they have so many struggles I talk to some people and they treat the Ten Commandments as the Ten Suggestions. They treat so many things in the Bible as... Yep, we'll take options. And <laughs> the Bible's not like that. You see how it just creeps in and we wonder why we don't have the authority for our lives that we could and the honour that comes. Let's move on to another one. That Honour the name of Jesus. Acts nineteen seventeen says, When this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honour. Who knows that? A guy went around trying to get people set free from evil spirits and said, I tell you in the name of Jesus. that What happened? These evil spirits jumped on him, beat him up. Seven sons of Sceva, they ran down the street naked and it says fear of God came on in their name. That's another interesting church growth. Story. Jesus was held in high honour. Wow, why do you think the enemy has used the name of Jesus as a swear word? It's clearly to try and dishonor Jesus. It's a scheme of the devil. Wow, think about that one. John 5.23 says, So that the honor that belongs to the Father will now be shared with his Son. So if you refuse to honor the Son who sent him? And Acts 4.8 says Peter full of the Holy Spirit answered respected elders and leaders of the people listen are we being put a healing a frail crippled man well then you and everyone else in Israel should know that it's by the power of the name of Jesus that the crippled man stands here today completely healed you crucified Jesus Christ of Nazareth but God raised him from the dead this Jesus is the stained stone that you builders have rejected now has become the cornerstone there is no one else who has the power to save us for there's no only only one name to whom God has given authority by which we must experience salvation, the name of Jesus. Let's never be ashamed of the name of Jesus. Let's speak it, preach it, love Him, declare it. The name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name. Wow! I remember we went to Planet Shakes last year, and uh, Sammy Rodriguez was there, and he's prayed for at the last several inaugurations of uh, American presidents. And it wasn't this last one. It was a time before, and uh, he'd been invited to come. And he's just a full-on raging Latino Pentecostal, and all the others are doing their all nice proper prayers and whatever. And the reporters were saying, "Are you gonna? Are you gonna use that name?" He said, "What name's that?" He couldn't say it." And he's deba- debating with them and trying to get him and trying to trap him, you know. And he's having the. This... He said, "Well, you just have to wait and see, won't you?" All these other people prayed all their nice proper prayers and people in different other religions and everything, the whole politically correct thing. And he's sitting on his seat saying, Lord, what do I do? Because there was intimidation to try and stop him. And the Lord says, you get up and pray as if you were in a meeting with 10,000 Pentecostal pastors. This is in front of a million people and the world's media. He said, Okay. So, he did what the Holy Spirit said. So, he got up, and he started in the name of Jesus, the name that's above every name. For four minutes, he preached in the power of the name of Jesus and prayed over the president and the whole. And there were there were people running off the stage. There were there were people just about throwing things at him. But he said, "The name of Jesus is powerful." For four minutes, he did that. He had tens of thousands of emails came to him honouring him, said at last someone's prepared to stand up for the name of Jesus. The media gave him a horrible time. There were threats on his life. but doorways opened all over that nation and now he's been asked to come back and pray at all the present things because they know he's a man of his word. Your courage to be true to yourself and others. And I've, I've talked to some Christians and they sort of talk about God and the spirit and heaven, but they won't use the name of Jesus. I'm thinking, come on. Don't be afraid of the name of Jesus. Do it wisely and sensibly, but pray to the name of Jesus. Because I can tell you, you're going to be in a conversation, and as soon as the name of Jesus, the atmosphere shifts, positively or negatively. Have you seen that, haven't you? It's so powerful, it cuts through everything. It cuts through everything. <laughs> wow. Let's honor the name of Jesus. Wow. The council members were astonished as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John, especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men who had never had religious training. There's hope for those who haven't been to Bible college yet. Then they began to understand the effect Jesus had on them simply by spending time with him. Wow. Spending time with Jesus and use his name shifts things. It really, really shifts things. Here's a challenging one. How do we honor our parents? Uh Uh-oh. Honour your father and mother and love your neighbour as yourself. It says, children, if you want to be wise, listen to your parents and do what they tell you. And the Lord will help you. For the commandment, honour your mother and your father, was the first of the Ten Commandments with a promise attached. You will prosper and live a long, full life if you honour your parents. Now, we're not children here or teenagers think, oh, that's an awesome verse for our kids and teenagers. Folks, that's a life principle all of your life. As an adult, do you still honour your parents? Do you deceive them and don't tell them the whole story? Do you respect them? You say, well, hold on, my mum and dad, they were absolute rats and they destroyed my life. And some of us have had the pain of that. But when God heals your heart, he will help you forgive. He will help you honour the position, even if the person doesn't deserve the respect. There's a difference between honour and respect. Honour is bestowed or appointed because of the position. Respect is someone, something earned and developed. And often we get that all mixed up. And I've heard people say, well, I can't honour and respect them because of what they've done. We've all had imperfect parents or grandparents. Sometimes as adults, we've been imperfect parents or grandparents. Does that destroy the principle of honour? No. The principle still works. We've got to walk our way through the emotional baggage, the pain and the abuse, the neglect and the shame. For some, this is a huge journey, and many here are still on that. But I want to tell you, you can't get off the train of this. If you want to live a blessed, long life, learn to honour the kingdom of God. You've got to find to walk this one through. You can't put it in the too-hard box forever. God will give you grace sometimes, say, hey, that's a really painful thing. We'll put that aside for a while, but he'll bring you back to it because it's a principle of life. Talk to some young people, say, I don't know, God, but every time things start to break loose, it all falls apart. And now I'm a bit older, I said, tell us about your family. And they go silent. What's your relationship with your dad? And they'll go white or they'll get angry into i said well, i'm just interested uh, and then when the time's right i say hey we need to have a look at this because if you're unable to do this it's going to hinder you significantly in serving god because god's not going to trust you with his power if you can't work through his principles you think that's a bit hard no it's not because if you can't honor those that god's put in authority how are you going to ultimately honour God, the ultimate authority? Because when you get into a place of privilege or responsibility or pressure, you'll do it wrong. You'll take advantage and control people, or you'll run and hide out of fear. It's getting really quiet in here right now. because. But I want us to move in the power of the Spirit, but if we don't get this honour area right, And the Lord will take us on a journey. He doesn't expect us to get it sorted. He understands the pain of broken trust and all of that. I'm not minimizing that in any way. But there's a journey that God wants to bring healing, forgiveness, deal with the pain and hurt. Because if we don't, we pass that on to the next generation and the next generation. And how sad generations of broken respect for authority and leadership and trust many of us have been victims of that but God offers hope and healing wow this area up the prodigal story you all know the story I'm not going to read it Luke 15 it shouldn't be really called the prodigal son story it's really the compassionate honoring father is the name of this story because he's the hero he really is the son dishonored his father by demanding his share of the inheritance, then wasting it. He finally came to his senses. That was a huge dishonoring thing to do. He came to his senses and he came home repentant and asking for forgiveness. He approached his father with honor, weighty respect and courtesy. The father, he was going to ask to come back as a servant just to get some food because he was feeding the pigs. And his father had forgiven him long time ago. Just like our Heavenly Father does through Jesus when we mess up. The Father has forgiven him, then restores his prodigal son to his position of relationship and honour in the family. In response to his son's humility, they're highly symbolic for us. Number one, he placed a robe on him. This act represents restored honour and dignity. It wasn't just a normal, clean outfit. This was a special robe which restored him to his place. No longer was the evidence of the son's sin in full view for all to see. No longer was his shame and filth exposed and displayed. Kings, priests and people of influence wore this kind of robe. By placing it on his son, the father communicated to everyone that his son was restored to the position he held. This is a beautiful picture of the robe of righteousness that's placed over all of us who receive Jesus, Lord and Saviour. This is God's way of communicating to us that he no longer sees our past and our failures, but only the favor and authority he originally placed on us number two he put a ring on his finger I'm not sure which finger but he put a ring on his finger what's this about this act symbolized the restoration of the son's full authority in the father's household he didn't even wait to prove himself wow this is a story of god's grace We've all sinned and fallen short of God's plan, but the father is waiting to restore us and he put the ring on and says, I restore you to your full place of sonship and authority. What an amazing thing. The father is reaching out to honor the son and then the son's... What an amazing picture of God's provision because when you honor God and his spirit and his ways, he will release authority on you to function in ministry and power. You won't have to strive for it. He'll release it to you. Whenever I'm wrestling with stuff like this, I say, God, is there any areas like this that just need sorting out? And it's a dangerous question because he'll tell you. And then it'll take you on the journey to help you to sort it out because he loves us. And he, so he did the ring. It's not to spend, depend on the son's behavior but his rightful position as son. When he honored his father, he restored his heart. And thirdly, what did he do? He put sandals on the son's feet. This was symbolized, acts symbolized the way the father wanted his son to walk, not as a slave, but as a son. Because slaves don't wear sandals. They were easily distinguished from those in authority. By covering the young man's feet, the father communicated his restored position as son. The way through the door of salvation is also God's honor over our lives. Wow. I'll never look at the prodigal son story the same again. It's about the honoring father. A couple more to wrap it up today. We need to honor spiritual leaders. Well, the pastor said, yay. But remember, if you want to be have authority, you've got to be under authority. So God will trust you if you're under the lordship of Jesus. He'll trust you if you're under other mentors or supervisors or team leaders whether you're on a team in the church, whether you're just sorting out how this all fits, on a spiritual is Hebrews 13, 17 says, Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. Wow. John 12, 26, Whoever serves... That me must follow me and where I am my servant also will be my father will honor the one who serves me and a really challenging story but a powerful story is when Jesus went to his hometown remember what happened Mark 6 verse 4 Jesus said to them, a prophet is treated with honor everywhere except in his own hometown among his relatives and in his own house he was unable to do any great miracle in Nazareth except Jesus went out to the different villages and taught the people wow dishonor stop jesus doing the miracles this is really quite powerful they're dishonor that's why it's so powerful when you honor one another in the body of christ when you honor leaders i remember john bevere did that whole book on um honors reward and he said the most powerful meetings he's ever had have been on military bases Because they understand authority and honour. He just tells the word. God's power moves. Because they understand authority. Those that aren't in the military, we think, well, I've got my opinion. I I don't think I agree with that. Let me see. And so we argue and debate with the word of God and and people in authority and we wonder why we live crazy lives. It's a kingdom, not a democracy. Uh Uh-oh. It's the kingdom of God where a king rules and the Holy Spirit acts that out because he's his representative. That's how you see unity and harmony and honor and that's when God's blessing will continue to our communities. Wow. Let's wrap this up. It's very powerful. Honor governments, police, teachers, bosses, anyone in a place of delegated authority. We know Romans 13, 1-7, I won't read it all out, but it says they're all delegated authorities And you'll be challenged on that. I've been challenged on it. What about if you've got a corrupt policeman? Do you still honor him? You honor the position. You address the issue, but you keep an honored respect for the position. Wow. Well, hold on that pastor. He's done something wrong. He's ripped off the money. The position you still honor, but the person you deal with the issues. It's a a different story. It's an attitude lastly honor the gifts god has given you spiritual gifts ministry gifts and natural gifts use and develop them don't bury them or put them aside out of fear for being criticized worship team come on up 1 peter four ten says just as each one of you has received a special gift a spiritual talent an ability graciously given by god employ it in serving one another as is appropriate for good stewards of God's multifaceted grace faithfully using the diverse varied gifts and abilities granted Christians by God's unmerited favor whoever speaks the congregation is to do it as one who speaks the oracles the utterances the very words of God whoever serves the congregation do it as one who serves by the strength which God abundantly supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified honored and and magnified through jesus christ to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever one more thought jesus said to the just religious people as i was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites as is written these people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me uh-oh can we do your goodness we'll sing that in a moment Tonight, we poured out a whole lot of teaching, but I, I know there'll be one or two points that has grabbed our hearts. And this is not to condemn you, this is to bring freedom for our lives. And some of you are thinking, wow, now I know why that person on my team is just not going forward. You've now just seen it. There's an honoring issue in their life. Some people are just argumentative. Often argumentative people is because they've got fear or trust issues. Not many people are argumentative for the sake of being argumentative. They just don't trust because they've been war- wounded and bruised. Sometimes the Holy Spirit says, "Hey, ask me to show you what the real issues are, not just what the surface behaviour is." In leadership, you ask that next question. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will show you a key to help people move into freedom. Let's stand in His presence. <clears throat> I just love, I just love His Word and. And when you honour, it opens the door for breakthrough. And when everyone's honouring one another, what an awesome place that is. Sometimes you have that in church on an awesome Sunday and the Spirit of God's moving, everyone's loving everyone. By Wednesday, someone's sent an email thinking, what's going on? Facebook thing, what happened? The real issue's popped out. But hey, God's grace wants us to learn to honour one another as we honour Christ and if there are authority issues in our souls the spirit of God says hey I'm going to take you on a journey the first step is just acknowledge it saying Lord I need your help Father heal my heart help me not to be reactionary and rebellious and independent usually independent people are hurt people as well they're afraid of of surrendering to someone else's leadership Controllers are usually very fearful people underneath. Controllers are bullies, but they do it because they're afraid to just be a friend. And the Holy Spirit wants us to be a place of healing in our churches, in our leadership teams, ministries. Lord, help us to flow in that, order. The Spirit of God's here right now. Just close your eyes for a moment. The Spirit of God's here just tugging at hearts. Many of you are just living amazing lives. Pastors and leaders, I honor you for stepping up to the call of God. God says, well done, good and faithful servants. Well done. As you honor the Lord and you honor his people, he will bring about his presence and power and glory. Maybe there's some here, some of this truth has tugged at your heart. Why don't we take a moment to Jesus. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.